Hey there, guys, and welcome to the podcast channel for Impact Student Ministries here at Eubank Baptist Church. My name is Pastor Aaron, and I have the honor and privilege of leading this ministry alongside my beautiful wife, Rebecca. And we are a group of students. We are a group of adult volunteers who are pursuing to impact our world for Jesus. And over these past couple of weeks, we've been in a series called Counterculture. And listen, I encourage you to go back to our channel and catch those messages. If you weren't at church or you don't attend our church on Wednesdays regularly, but you want to and you've been trying to find a place, listen, go back and listen to those. But we're going to hit the pause button on that because over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have different things going on. Uh, we're going to be welcoming our upcoming sixth graders into the student ministry. Um, and so we're hitting the pause button on the series, but we are not going to hit the pause button when it comes to talking about Jesus. We're not going to hit the pause button when it comes to talking about God's word, when it comes to digging into God's word. And so for the next few moments, I want to share with you guys some things, uh, walk you through some some content that we actually went through as a youth group a couple weekends ago. We had our uh, retreat. We had our little camp for the summer, and the whole weekend was spent on looking at how Jesus, on, on on how God wants us to impact the world. He wants us to make a difference in our world today. And if you go to Matthew chapter five, verses fourteen through sixteen, you see this. You see Jesus saying that we are the light of the world. We are. Uh, the light. We're not meant to keep the light to ourselves. We're not meant to hide it from others. But no, we're we are meant to be the light and to show the light. And we know that the light is Jesus. And so, uh, during our during our weekend, during our, our our retreat, we had some small group time, and we walked through one of the most common barriers when it comes to being a light for Jesus. We talked about something that. Almost every single person at one point or another in time, they come across, they come face to face with this barrier, this, this barrier when it comes to being a light for Jesus. And that barrier is excuses. And what I want to do for these next few moments is just walk you through some scripture because there are multiple people. If you really read the Bible, if you take time to really dig into God's word, there are multiple people who come into contact with this barrier of excuses and they make excuses. And that's something that we still do today, but we are not the first ones to make excuses. We're not the first ones to give God excuse after excuse after excuse when it comes to the things that he calls us to do. And so today, or in these next few moments, I just want to share with you two people that you've probably heard of if you've been around church or you've been in church, you probably have heard of these two specific people and they use it and, 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 and they try to use a specific type of excuse. But then I want to show you what God said to them, but also what he says to us. And so the first place that I want to uh, lead you to, the, the, the first person that I want to lead you to is a guy named Moses. And if you've heard of Moses, you've probably heard of the Red Sea the parting of the Red Sea, you've probably heard about a baby who is floating down a river. Um, that's that's the same guy. That is Moses. 
but I want to point to you uh, not to that part, but but right, but but to the moment where God gives him the calling to go and save Israel. I want to point you to the place in Scripture where God is saying, "Moses, go and save my people. Go and bring my people out of slavery." If you look into that, and and I, I, want, I want to read to you Exodus chapter four, verse ten, and, and we see that God had just God has just given Moses his task. He's just given him the thing that he is meant to do. And and check out what Moses says. Verse 10 of Exodus chapter 4. It says, But Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. And so Moses comes to God. God says, Hey, go save my people. Go lead my people out of slavery. And Moses says, God, here's why I can't do this. And what we see is that Moses, he gives God the lack of ability excuse, right? He says, God, I'm not good at speaking. I've never been good at speaking. And that's not going to change. He says, I can't, I don't have the ability to do what you're calling me to do. I don't have the skills to do what you're calling me to do. But what does this kind of excuse tell God? It's simple. It, it, it tells God that all of our focus is on what we lack or don't have. Because you see, if, if our focus was on what God could do through us, we wouldn't be questioning our ability to do what God calls us to do. I was sitting in my church's Sunday morning services past weekend, and and my pastor, Pastor Scott, he said something so profound. And it's something that's so simple, but yet when we really think about it, uh, we overcomplicate it. He says that God doesn't call. He he doesn't want us. he, he, He doesn't want our ability. He doesn't want our skills, but he wants our availability. He wants he wants to know. That we are willing to say, God, I may not have, I may not think that I have the ability, I may not see or sense that I have the skills to do this, but God, I'm available for you to work through me. Which is completely opposite of what Moses did, right? Because Moses said, God, I don't have the ability to speak. What you're calling me to do involves me speaking to people. What you're doing or what, what what you're calling me to do involves me speaking to a large group of people and I can't talk. I don't have the ability to communicate in the way that I think that I need to have the ability to communicate. And so Moses says, God, I don't have the ability. And if we're being honest, we use that same excuse for almost everything, right? But let's just take a step outside of spirituality for a second. Let's take a step outside of the church world for a second. If someone gives you a task, if someone gives you a calling to do something, to be something, we will do this this internal evaluation, and the second that we think that we don't have what it takes to accomplish the task, or we we think that we don't have what it takes to to answer the call that's been given to us, we say, well, hey, listen, I can't do this, right? Because I don't have the skills, I don't have the ability. But when we tell God this excuse, we're we're we are taking the focus off of what God can do and putting it on what we can't do. 
Because here's what I know is that God can do so many things. He can do immeasurably more than we can imagine. It says in Isaiah that his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. So whatever we can do, God can do better. So if we have if we have God on our side, if God, who is able to do so much more than we can, if he's the one giving us the calling, why would we why would we tell God, I don't have the ability? Why would we take the focus off of God and put it on ourselves? But again, we all do that. We all have moments where we say, I don't have the skills, I don't have the ability, I don't have the talents to do what I feel like I should be doing. And that is one of the ways that the enemy, that Satan will work. He will take what you can't do or what you think you can't do. He will take the things that you lack or that you think that you lack, and he will capitalize on that. But again, God does not need us to have all the skills. He does not need us to have all the abilities. He does not need us to have all the talents. He needs us to be available to what he's wanting to do. He needs us to be available to what he's calling us to do. And so that's one kind of excuse that we use. But again, Moses wasn't the first or the last person to use excuses, to come across the barrier of excuse and use it. I'm going to point to, I want to point out another person by the name of Gideon. And you've, again, if you've been in church or around church, you've probably heard of Gideon before. But Gideon was given the task of defeating the Midianites. He was given the calling to, to overcome and to defeat the Midianites. But check out what happens when God comes to him and he says, Gideon, here's what you're going to do. Here's what I want you to do. Check out what Gideon says. Check out what kind of excuse Gideon says. If you look in Judges chapter 6, Judges chapter 6, verse 15, it says this, and he said to him, talking about Gideon, and he said to him, please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. So he says, God, not only is my clan the weakest, but I am also the least in my family. I'm the least in my family. And so Gideon tells God, he gives God the excuse of the lack of status, right? He says, God, I don't have the status to accomplish what you're calling me to do. I don't have the 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 status to to carry out, to to do this incredible thing. I don't have the status. I'm not known enough to do this. I'm the weakest. I don't have it. I, I, I don't have what it takes. I don't have the status. But when we, again, when we give God this excuse of, of this lack of status, we are putting the focus on us when it should be on God. Because again, going back to the being available part, when God gives you a calling, when God gives you a purpose, when God gives you a mission or a task, he is giving it to you intentionally. He is giving it to you because he wants you to carry that out. I believe that every day that we wake up, every morning that we wake up and we have breath in our lungs, it is because Jesus, God, has something for us to do. And so Gideon says, hey, God, you're telling me to do this, but here's the thing. I'm not known enough. I'm not, I, I don't have the status. 
And that has not changed when it comes to our culture, right? Today, the more status you have, the better off you seem to be. Or that's how we think. That's how we believe. That's why we do things. That's why we, that's why we have videos and, and pictures on our Instagrams, on our Facebook, on our social media, because we think that if I have, if I have more status, if I have more status, I will be in a better place. Because we like the idea of being known. Everyone wants to be known. And again, we think that the more status we have, the better off we'll be. And so if we think that we don't have enough status, if we think that we're not known enough to do whatever God's calling us to do, we will capitalize on that excuse. We will embrace that barrier, which again, which, which, which then cuts us off, cuts us off from what God wants us to do. And so every time that we give God an excuse, he always has a response. And again, the response that I'm about to read to you, he gave it to Moses, he gave it to Gideon, and he gives it to us today. And so how does all this apply to us today, right? How does this this barrier, this barrier of excuses, how how does us uh embracing excuses, how how does all this apply to us today? Well, here it is, is that just like God was calling people back then to do to do to do great things, He is calling people today to do great things. Maybe He's calling you to do something bold. Maybe He's calling you to do something extravagant. Maybe He's calling you to do something big, not for your own name, not for your family's name, but for the name of Jesus. Maybe He's calling you to do something like He called Moses and Gideon to do something. But listen to what God says when it comes to excuses. When when he hears us say these things of I don't have enough skill, I don't have enough status, listen to what God says. I want to read you 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. It says this, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you are wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. In other words, all these things that we try not to be, we don't try to be weak. We we don't try to be unknown. All these things that we try not to be, God uses those things. So what does that tell me? That tells me that if that if I embrace my weakness, he's going to use that. If I'm going to embrace maybe not being the most well-known guy or the most well-liked person in the room, he's going to use that. Because, see, we think that God only uses or we think that only people with all the abilities, all of the talents, all the status, only those people can do great things. Only those people can do big things. But that is not true and we just saw it in first corinthians right god chooses the weak god chooses the foolish god chooses what we would what we would consider low and despised he uses those things so what if the thing that god's calling you to do what if god wants to use you in a way that you can't even imagine but the only thing in the way is you what if you are embracing too many excuses 
but not embracing enough what God says, what God wants to do. What if the key to doing something big and bold for the name of Jesus is simply laying down the barriers of excuse, putting the excuses aside and embracing what God's wanting to do, embracing what God can do through you. Because I promise you that whatever you can do, it is small, it is minute compared to what God can do through you. Because whatever you can do, it, it, it may be impressive for a minute, it may impress people for a moment, but what God can do will always impress it. It says in the Bible that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that his love is everlasting. So whatever God does, whatever God can do, which is anything, that will last. Anything that we do will not last. And so what if, what if the one thing stopping God from doing incredible things through you is because you are holding too tightly to some excuse? And so here, listen, this is my prayer for you. If you're listening to this, here's my prayer for you, that whatever God is calling you to do, whatever God is telling you to do, that you would drop the excuses and that you would embrace that, that, that you would follow God in that. If he's calling you to be a better person, be a better person. If he's calling you to go tell people about Jesus in your family, go tell people about Jesus in your family. If he's calling you to 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 break the mold and to be a and, and, and to be a difference in this culture, to stand out, then go stand out. Don't let excuses take away the things that God wants you to do. Because honestly, for a lot of people, we, that's what happens. We let excuses take away what God wants to do through us. Don't be that person. Don't be that person who lets the things that God wants you to do be taken away by excuses. And so listen, if you are listening to this or you know of someone and you're in 6th through 12th grade, hey, we would love to have you on Wednesday nights. We meet from 6 to 7 at Ebank Baptist Church, and we would love to have you. Um, and, and also, follow this channel. Follow this 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 podcast channel. It's it's not about me. I, I'm not the best speaker, but it's all about Jesus. And so I appreciate you listening to this. I appreciate you giving us some of your time. Be checking out uh, the next couple of weeks on the same channel. We'll be put we'll be pushing out some more content. And uh, listen, we're grateful that you listen to this. And we just pray. Our prayer for you is that whatever God's calling you to do, whatever He's calling you to do that you would not let excuses take that away.